Ladies and gentlemen, the time has come. This is the Eat, Sleep, Elite Repeat Podcast. We're weekly AEW review and breakdown. Introducing first, the most electrifying man in all of professional wrestling podcasts, Gnarly Charlie. Beautiful, beautiful, Garrett. I love it. And they call me the Duke. They call me the Digital Phantom. Oh, I am the Duke of Derps, also known as Garrett. I thought what I was called for a second. Um, <laughs> it's like um, Braveheart, the digital fan. I did that without looking at the. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna expose myself really quickly. I normally do, and I did miss part of it. I did miss the other half of hosting it, but that's not really. I feel like that doesn't necessarily need to be in there every time. But um, I normally do that intro like with it pulled up. Like I have like a script uh, exposed. No, I I, but, uh, I do. Um, and I didn't do it that time, and I, and I fucking nailed it. So I just want to shout myself out really quickly. So if you appreciate the fact that I did that off the top of my head without a script, then um, follow me on Twitter at Bane Duke. You can also follow Charlie at oh, Charlie with an X instead of an A on Twitter. Um, that's just one little thing that you can follow us on. You can also find us some other platforms as well. Like, for instance, the platform you're listening to us on right now could be Apple Podcasts. It could be Google Podcasts. It also could be Spotify. If you're on any of those platforms, make sure you go ahead and hit that follow button or subscribe button for us really quickly. We and if you're feeling it. up to it, leave us a little review. Tell us what you're thinking. Ask us a question. We'll be happy to answer it on the podcast next week. Um, We're sitting at five stars on both Apple and Spotify. So those yeah, of you five star frog it. splash review, totally stealing yes, that gimmick it, from somebody else. Those of you that um, had given us that review, fucking appreciate it, boys. Absolutely, I didn't even know we had any. That's awesome, yeah. sick. Um, so we appreciate those reviews. But anyway, so other than that, there's one other little uh, order of business to get to, which is also we want you guys to check out the uh, Basoki Entertainment YouTube channel. You can also check out my YouTube channel. It's just the Duke of Derps. There's nothing on there right now. There might be a montage that I ever finish editing eventually. Probably not. Um, but um, <laughs> there's uh, also my Twitch channel, uh, the Duke of Derps. Uh, you can find me there all the time. I stream like four or five days a week. I've been streaming a lot of Fortnite and Apex lately. So um, it's been kind of fun um but yeah um i don't think i missed anything else so i think yeah i think i nailed everything so uh without further ado let's get straight into our favorites this week without further ado yeah we'll jump yep yep i miss kenny Kenny. do we were talking about this before okay before (laughs) before before we get into favorites i'll say that we were talking about this before the show when somebody's missing from a show you kind of feel it you can i didn't bring this up but Kenny not being there, man, there's a hole in AEW, man. When a, when Kenny gets back, we're gonna it's gonna be huge. It's gonna be the biggest pop of like the year, probably. Like when Kenny gets back, podcast pop. All right, but yeah, um, oh, we had easy favorites this week, man. There were so many you could pick from, um, to be honest. So that being said, I'm going to take the opener of Rampage. It was Trent Cole. <laughs> It was Trent Cole versus Trent Cole. Adam with versus Adam Beretta. Oh, dude, you just came up with great names for him. Adam Cole versus Mr. Trent Beretta. Shout out Trent for getting his last name back. I wonder if there was yeah. like legal things or whatever. Um, Justin Roberts wasn't even sure what to do. He was like Trent Beretta. Yeah, man, this this was fucking awesome. This was a great, um, great match. Um, I am glad Trent Beretta is great. Yeah, by the way, this is exactly as a solo what you guy. want out of a match like this, right? You just want fun, and it was fun from the jump. These teams mesh well together. Um, Britt Baker being out there now with Statlander, it adds a whole other aspect to it that we've been kind of hoping that they bring to television. We'll get a little more into that in Dynamite when we get into that segment. But That segment opened up some cool possibilities yeah, for dude, AEW. Too. Now, the mix match tag next week is going to be awesome. <coughs> uh, Excuse me. 
when we've seen that done well, it's very fun and enjoyable. Um, so there was a moment in this match where Adam countered Trent's finisher into a Canadian destroyer. And I'm not going to lie. I was really hoping that would finish the match because yeah. I thought that would have been the perfect time to put over Adam's Panama Sunrise as a finisher, right? Because we've said this for years about Sami Zayn and his uh, Blue Thunder Powerbomb or whatever it's called. And he finally finished someone with it. We're like, that adds a whole nother verisimilitude aspect to the wrestling match, knowing that Sammy can put someone away. So when he did that, I was really hoping, really hoping that would finish it. However, the match continues. Trent then hits his finisher on Adam and we get the leg on the rope. I am such a cheap pop with the leg on the <laughs> rope, a finger on the rope. <laughs> you, you name it, dude. I, I love it. And... Yeah, I mean, it's good. It's a good way to get a guy to I look think, heelish and also smart. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I think I don't know if maybe I missed it, but I think everyone got along out there on Adam Cole's side, right? I, if I missed something, maybe it was. Small. I don't think there was any. Britt Baker was just the only new addition. I I think like that, I mean, there's in, still some tension in the yeah. segments. Yeah, with there's the some Bucks, tension for sure. But they're gonna probably just have some sort of match to this settle that at some kind point. Of the newest evolution in the story. I think there's a chance they're gonna let Red Dragon and the Young Bucks work together for a little bit. I think so. I don't think they're going to have them have that match right away. I yeah. agree. So, Based on purely the way this match went and how it seemed like they're now kind of sowing a little bit of doubt in like the best friends a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, I love the BTE segments of Wheeler and Trent, by the way. Uh, <laughs> they're hilarious. It just to just give making him feel like absolute dog. Oh, that's yeah. But yeah. Oh, dude, that's I mean, so this, good. This works. Um, yeah. A- anything from this match uh, stick out to you? Um, Adam Cole and everything that Adam Cole does, he just is fantastic. I just, I, I get, I, exactly. Um, yeah, Adam Cole, Bebe is absolutely, um, he just, I, I, I really like, honestly, want to see this go longer. I know that's going to be like, what? But like, here's the thing, right? This has been stretched out and stretched out over so much time. And now, like you were saying, we're going to get a mixed tag match next week. We'll talk more about that when we get to the segment where that was announced. Like, but like, I, I, I just feel like that there's so much you can do, especially now that you've added the dimension of the women's division as well. Um, which you would think is going to lead to eventually Britt Baker versus, uh, Chris Statlander for the title again. You know what I mean? Um, so like, like I said, this just opens up so many possibilities now. Oh, I think that's the biggest thing I would take away from this is that this feud's not over and it, it shouldn't be anyway. So this, this can be, this will be like to Statlander Baker, right? That's what I was getting at. Yeah. Like, right. Like, yeah. Now that they've included them in this feud, they're not just background members that are just out there going like, Oh my gosh. <laughs> Quick. And, 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 Oh, Apparently George Kittle dropped an f bomb on the Nickelodeon broadcast. Nice. So we're two Nickelodeon broadcasts of playoff games for football and two f bombs already. <laughs> Listen, the kids are gonna have to learn at some point. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I saw All a right. poll before the game, but we're like, is that gonna happen? It's like, yeah, yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. Don't know how to hold their tongue. <laughs> it's the NFL, right. but anyway. Oh, um, but yeah, no, I mean, like, I, I, I would agree though. Uh, this, this was. Absolutely. Like w- this was like the third match that I brought up 
that when I was we yeah, were going I mean, through the yeah, matches. You could have picked from so many things here. So many other great matches. Um, once I get through mine, I'll do what I normally do, and, and I'll talk about all the matches that we that we all that we talked about that we didn't pick because we like to do like the sort of like honorable mentions because there's just so many there's so much good wrestling this week, but um, more wrestling on Rampage this week than the entirety of SmackDown. That's that's so sad. Sorry, it's a two hour I saw, show. I saw someone point that out. I had to. It's a two hour <laughs> show and quick reference. Anyway, um, <laughs> so yeah, no, no, the. the I told you my opinion about WWE the other day in a Twitter message. Listen, all right. So, um, yeah, puke. But anyway, um, but uh, yeah. So my favorite match this week was uh, the main of was it was the main event of uh, Dynamite, Correct. right? Yep. The interim TNT title match between Daniel Garcia and Sammy, Sammy, Sammy Guevara. Um, bye bye. So I have a really, really, really hot take coming out of this match. Um, I believe that Daniel Garcia is the fifth pillar in AEW. I love um, it. I, I really feel like over the past couple months of the podcast. 23 years old, by the way. That's one of the yeah. reasons why I say that. Just go ahead and continue. I, wanted to I feel like over the past couple months of the podcast, you, you can definitely tell that Daniel Garcia is becoming one of your guys. And I think it's becoming more and more, you know, I mean, hey, apparently he had a Limitless World uh, Championship where he faced Anthony Green in September. So so he faced the greatest of all time. He probably won. So that means he's already on the road. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Of course, obviously. Go ahead. But no, I mean, at the same time, I, I, I agree with you. He has been on a rise for like the last three or four months in the background of everything going on. He himself, I believe is part of the reason why 2.0 is over despite not having wrestled all that much themselves. You know what I mean? Which they've wrestled a lot, a lot, but Daniel Garcia's have way more matches on TV than they have. And it seems like Daniel Garcia can pretty much get himself booked whenever he wants. You know what I mean? And WWE um, almost had him last year. Yep. They filed the trademark and, for his name and everything. Dante Rios. And nope, now look where he's at. So Daniel Garcia is – I love, too, that that means that he would have been able to keep the Daniel Garcia name if he ever were to leave there, too. They respected that enough. You yep. know what I mean? Like, they, they tried to get him. They were like, no, you can even keep your name. We want, we want, it, we want to give you a different name. But anyway, um, but I do believe that Garcia is the fifth pillar, and I believe that Sammy Guevara might actually beat – like straight up – beat cleanly beat Cody for the championship when they have their match. Okay. Because as much as people are going to be like, why would you do that? Well, the thing is like, I think the reason why they put it right back on Guevara is because they know that there's nobody else right now that can really hold that championship and it mean anything. Um, not that you couldn't put it on somebody, but I don't think if you put it on Garcia, it would have made him right now. I think it would have just been an incredible moment. You know what I mean? I think maybe yeah. like the youngest champion ever, like, you know, or something like that or pretty close, like, you know, like, um, and like, but I think Garcia is not there yet, but I think it's, I think four years to come, like, it's the same argument as like, yeah, I, I get it that every one of the pillars except for MJF has now won the championship. Right. Um, but like the point that I would say is that it, I would not be surprised to see Daniel Garcia versus one of the one of the major champions in the next two to three years. Uh, I mean, we just saw him get a TNT title match. It was an interim TNT title match 
that shows you where they view him right now. I mean, it's just an incredible thing. Like, I just, yeah, I, no, they they're the, clearly high on him. He's. I just and, think that he's been in the main events a lot lately. And like I said at the at the uh, was it off was off. I might I might have said this like before the podcast. I can't remember, but like you know, it was like somebody on the commentary made the joke that there's actually like really like, there's like 26 pillars in AEW right now, and that's probably true. But like the point that I was making is like. I think this like is the next fifth of the definable one because like the whole idea that MJF had in that promo was the young guys that are going to be your champions like in five to 10 years when all the older guys have retired, you know? Yep. I'd agree. And the ones holding up the company. I just think, I think Garcia fits that bill perfectly. Um, Did you have anything you wanted to add about this match, Charlie? I'm with you. I, I really liked it. I think it was again, another solid main event. I liked uh, Guevara hitting the crossroads. I thought yes, that, was that was a nice good. little touch. It was a, it was a little botched, but it was fine. Yeah, yeah, but it, the idea of it, you know. I mean, it might have even just meant, it might, it might have been trying to make it look more, like, rough, too. I don't know, but, like. 2.0 jumping Jericho and Kingston, you know. I mean, there's still multiple feuds around this. I mean, just listen to the names that Danny Garcia and 2.0 are tied with, right? And I kind of want to, and people, again, people are going to be like, what? I do want to see Garcia versus, or not Garcia. I do want to see, well, I want to see Garcia versus Kingston again, but I want to see, I want to see Garcia versus Jericho and I want to see Jericho versus Kingston. I want to see both of those matches. Like yeah. I'm interested in both. Like I'd I agree. Um, I'm, I'd be interested or like a triple threat. Ooh. Ooh. Anyway, hey man, um, if they if they bring out those trios titles this year, Danny Garcia and 2.0, dude, man, I'm telling you, that's why these factions are so cool. If like they keep building them up, bring man, back Marco Stunt. <laughs> yeah, I want trios titles. Um, oh, there's so many, man. I love it. Yeah, that dude. There's your there, dude. I'm telling you. All right, hear me out. Trios titles. That's your title for the best friends, right there. Boom. Yes, hundred percent. With all these factions, man, it can be used so well. I just love the idea because you imagine how much gold will be on that trios title belt and just with with Orange Cassidy just lackadaisically walking to the ring with that on. Oh, anyway, um, so yeah, like I guess I guess after that we'll go straight into the news stuff. So yeah, uh, yeah we got, got some news from this uh, week and uh, some from today too, actually. Yeah, literally from today. Uh, real quick, a couple contracts have been signed. Uh, PCO has signed with Impact, so we're starting to see some of the uh, ROH guys. Sign yep. off, and another one. We said some of those guys would sign with Impact because it just makes more financial sense for them to do that yep. now, build themselves up a little bit, get noticed by either Khan or the WWE, and then get signed there. And Brody King has officially signed with AEW, and we'll talk more about him when we're talking about Dynamite Huge. This week. Tanahashi has renewed his contract with New Japan. I don't think anyone saw that. Yeah, the the New Japan guy yeah. signed with New Japan. On Water February, is also wet in other news. On February 12th, there is a, an official wrestling dream match. Okay. And it is in Warrior 19 Wrestling, and it is Bandito versus Dante Martin. Oh, um, my God. I think the world might break. Um, I think they're going to accidentally set the earth back on its axis correctly. I think this proves our point of Dante is being elevated now to if he is facing one of the top guys on the indies right now, that shows where he's at. Did you know what happened? Bandito has been sitting on the shelf for like a couple of months since ring of honor folded. And he's like, I need some talent to face. And I'm only going to face like, Will Ospreay's not even a high flyer anymore. I can't do him. I can't go to WWE and face Ricochet. So Dante, it's gotta be Dante. And he was just sitting at home. He's like, Hey, wait, this is Dante kid. Maybe I'll go to AEW. That's kind of incredible. You know, like, (laughs) um, and then the last Ooh. little bit of news, um, we're not going to jump into like results from other wrestling promotions because there was a lot of shit that happened. But there was some mm-hmm. good stuff this week. 
Um, last bit of news we'll talk about is something that happened today, actually, and that is Mustafa Ali has requested his WWE release. If there, yeah. if there was a list of people that they've dropped the ball on, Mustafa Ali might be at the top of that list, along with Keith Lee and Ricochet. Bro, this man had like the one of the coolest seemingly that could have been heel factions in a while, and they just puke, they pooped all over it. He is great in the ring. World, Fantastic. World caliber in the ring. He has a good character. He knows his character. He has lived a real life. He was a police officer, a Muslim yep. police officer. This guy yep. has so many stories he wants to tell, and they never gave him the chance. And he said he just officially requested his release. This is a main event talent walking out the door again. Oh, yeah. And uh, like we've said, they even viewed him that way. The push they gave to Kofi was supposed to be for him. Remember for him, he was supposed to get the money in the bank. He was supposed to win money in the bank. They took him out last minute and gave it to Brock Lesnar. This, I mean, there was twice they were going to give him the world title and they they knew his talent yet. They just, they kept putting him on the back burner. Yep. I hope Mustafa Ali goes to AEW and becomes what we've known. He always could be. It'd be great. Can you imagine yeah. him like making a TNT title defense run like and similar to like how Guevara did? Yeah. How you could have him have matches with guys like Guevara, guys like Garcia, guys like eventually Johnny Gargano when he does eventually sign with AEW, you know, like Yeah. Uh like Yeah, it's just it's so crazy to me that this is where we've come. And I feel like the last one to fall, man, we've seen all these guys fall. There were two left in my eyes, if we're not counting Balor and Rollins, of course. There were, there's two left in my eyes, and that was Mustafa Ali and Ricochet. And now it's just Ricochet. He, I don't you, know. You have to think, with Ali gone, Ricochet can't be far behind him, right? Like, yeah. he I mean, sees the writing on the wall. quite literally getting all my favorite wrestlers, and it makes me so happy for the wrestlers and for the company. I so. still believe, and because this is just in me, in my head, like, I, pick, I could see Ali on impact. I don't know why. It just makes sense to me. Like, he seems like the kind of guy that would sign there. Yeah. But that doesn't necessarily mean he will. I think AEW is, um, I think for some, I, I honestly think, and, I, and I, this is why I'm starting to wonder this, because we still haven't seen Gargano, right? We still haven't seen Bray Correct. Wyatt. Correct. We still haven't seen, um, like, we didn't see Kevin Owens. So I wonder if some guys who have been in the WWE bubble for a while just can never see themselves going to AEW. Like, even well, if... it's certainly possible. Because, like, I sure. I just wonder that. Because, like, I, you know, maybe maybe Wyndham just would rather potentially work for WWE again one day to get into that Hall of Fame, right? Because, like, there's still no real guarantee with AEW that it's going to be around in five years. We think it will be. But, I mean, do we really know that? I mean, it really depends on on how things go and who signs, right? Yeah. Um, but I, I still think things, things are in a really good spot. But it's just fascinating to see another really top-level talent just walk out the door on their own on their own choice, you know? like. Agreed. So, yeah, that does it for our news this week. Garrett, if you want to take the people down the, the rabbit hole of AEW Dark Elevation this week, give them those results for them. So we had some weird tag teams this week on on uh, some of the matches. I, I noticed like they just threw some random people together, and it's like okay. I mean, sometimes you do that. Uh, we opened up with a match like that on on uh, Elevation this week. We had Jay Lethal t- teaming up with Sunny Kiss, interesting. Uh, which, which like I mean, hey, why not against a, a, I I I love putting this stuff in my notes because I put it versus Jobskis. 
Um, there are a couple of job skis there, job and uh, from the local area, some local jobbers. Um, and they had uh, I, it's what I wrote in my notes about this match. Uh, Jay Lethal looking ridiculous as always. I love the lethal injection. I'm going to say that every time. Um, and Sunny Kiss actually looked great in this match. I actually like a lot of what I saw. Um, that like sort of like what is it like a backflip sort of drop kick thing or whatever like the, the Sunny Kiss does like where yep. they like the body splash thing that that is good like that should be like a signature move or something like that was really good. Um, they pick up the win via pinfall off the lethal injection. Um, that's all. There wasn't really much in that match. It was just kind of Jay Lethal getting a match before he gets on TV this week. I guess you know. Yep. Um, and we love. We know how they love to do that, and I love it. Yep, yep, yep. yep. It was just a uh, you know. Good old Jay Lethal stuff. All right, we had uh, Sky Blue, and um, sorry, my sorry, yeah, yeah, no, I have this right. Sorry, my my, my matches look weird on here. We had Sky, yeah, is it Sky Blue. Yep, Sky yeah, Blue's been showing up a lot lately, and we we know she's on Dynamite next. Sorry, week. she had two matches this week, and it screwed me up because I have it written differently in my notes than they do on my screen. So I had Sky Blue with Sky Blue and Tita San Antonio. Who apparently, like I pointed her out a couple of weeks ago, like when she Correct. was on a yep. couple of times. Um, guys, sometimes when they bring people back, they're planning on using them. So Tina San Antonio is clearly someone they want to use. Um, and, uh, that was versus Nyla Rose and Emmy soccer. I love that Nyla Rose will just take any match, by the way. I just, I love, love that. Yep. Anyway, I love, I love when a wrestler will do that. Nyla Rose is just like, yeah, I know I'll wrestle you. Um, and Emmy Sakura is fantastic. Keep using Emmy more, please. Thank you. Um, and, uh, I believe this was a, I remember sat, sat down and watched you. So you watch this live. What was your reaction when the when the beast bomb gets hit in this match? Because damn, Nyla, calm down. <laughs> yeah, man. I I actually really like Nyla Rose's character right now. She feels vicious. That's the term I want to use. Yes, I like. That's what I was getting that vibe, and I'm like, dude, maybe Nyla's about to get a little bit of a small push or something. I can see it. Um, we had an FTR squash coming up. They cheated. They cheated to win this. FTR was like, they, well, it wasn't really cheating, but they like they used like underhanded tactics. Uh, yeah, I think it was uh, Dax like pretended like he was hurt, and then like they did the the um, big rig or whatever, and uh, they got the W. And I was just like, all right, that was silly. Um, <laughs> but it was FTR, so I like I like FTR. So get them a get them a little squash ski on TV or not on TV on uh, on elevation. And then, um, all right, I'm going to be honest with you, man. So we had Layla Hirsch and Red Velvet taking on Notorious Mimi and Becca. Also, Notorious Mimi and Becca also pointed them both out. Apparently, they're going to be using them as well. Apparently. Um, yeah. Because they, they, like, I guess they need to sign more more just random, you know, female talent so that they can use, have people to lose on Dark and also to just bring on TV randomly. But, like, just, like, all these random names that I was just thinking about, I was like, these seem like they just keep using them. But anyway, I hope Layla Hirsch actually get something out of all this nonsense they're making her do where she like steals pins from people like i really hope that she and and um chris statlander actually have like a really really good match you know and it puts her over in a big way but like do you really want to have chris statlander losing to layla hirsch right before she goes off to the title like it's not gonna happen so layla's gonna probably lose you know like yeah, they're in a couple different. Uh, <laughs> a couple. It needs to. It needs to like. It needs to go somewhere, and it's not going to. It's going to be so stupid. That's why I just had to point that out. Um, Hobbs shrugged off his opponent literally at the end of this match. Uh, match five. Oh yeah, Layla Hirsch like picked it up like via submission after Velvet like had like already won the match pretty much. It was weird like finish too like. Anyway, 
Um, but then Will Hobbs just literally shrugged his opponent off with a torture rack. Like, as soon as he got done with it, he just dropped him. I was like, damn, bro. <laughs> trying to injure this man? Yeah. It's like, what, like, what the hell? Come on, Derek. But Hobbs man. looking great out there. Like I said, Hobbs looked phenomenal this week. Hobbs was just, dude, Hobbs. By the way, I got I to gotta amend my opinion. I th- Remember how I used to say I thought Wardlow out of the three out of a go-go? Wardlow and Hobbs that I thought the best athlete was Wardlow, right? Yeah. I was wrong. It's fucking Will Hobbs. Not even a question. Okay. Um, Will Hobbs looked better than the other other big guys this week, in my opinion. And don't get me wrong. I bet Anthony Agogo can do just as well. But, like, I Wardlow clearly needs to, like, cardio or something. That, that's a hot take. But, like, I, you'll, you'll, we'll get to that. Um, but, yeah. So, Will Hobbs just looking great. Uh, so, we had QT Marshall taking on... Zach Clayton of the Jersey Shore, who I think I made a, a note about a couple of times already when he's when he's been on. Why is this guy so good, dude? Like, <laughs> no, he's one of those guys. He's definitely got something. He so he's probably been training for a little while, like way before he'd done. Like he must have been like the one wrestling person on the Jersey Shore, just like Miz was the one wrestling person who wanted to be a wrestler. On isn't there been like a couple? There's been a couple of yeah. I mean, hell, Austin Gunn, right? Or is yeah, I think. Yeah, like there's a bunch of there's a bunch of I guess wrestling and reality TV kind of make sense together, but it doesn't really feel like it does. But I guess that's where yeah, the most uh, came from. Luchasaurus. Now, so. Oh yeah, Luchasaurus is also reality TV. Yep, that's Big right. Brother. That's right. That's true. But anyway, so I guess Zach Clayton will probably get signed at some point, right? Because he like he has a lot of potential. It seems like. Um, Definitely. He actually did some wrestling in this match. Like it was good. I. It was good. Yeah. All right. Andrade Alidalu had another squash match. Um, and the weird thing about this is Andrade is just kind of in flux right now. Like, I don't know what feud he's actually in right now. Like, he's doing so much around backstage that I just, he's like stirring the pot, which is good. Yeah. No, it's just I, super I, weird. I know exactly like, what you mean. I will also point out he didn't have the fucking dagger this time. I'm pissed. Um, so. But he had a sick submission to win it, so I mean, um, it, like he he really uh snapped. Like he, he I I forget what it was that he did, but he like really wrenched back on the arm, <clears throat> and like I love it because like you know Andrade loves to do this, but like all the wrestlers that are actually a comment you know on commentary, the former wrestlers are always like, oh my god, he's gonna kill him, you know like, <laughs> <laughs> but like obviously they're cool with it. I thought that was good. Um, the acclaim squashed some jobbers. It happened. Um, doing what they do yeah no I mean like I love I like the way they've been finishing matches where um, Bowen's I, I forget what he's what he sets it up with like the little like like uh, drop like like uh, what do you want to call it like body slam not body slam but like that kind of slam move he does to them before he drops the drops yeah. the mic on him or whatever the hell they call it um, <clears throat> where, he, where he does the uh, the elbow drop that's a good way to finish matches it's good like they're like a fully established tab team you know what? It was weird, Charlie, during this match on Elevation. I think it was um, Excalibur pointed out, or somebody pointed out in their notes, that they have more wins than any other team, and yet somehow they've never had a title shot that they've won. Like, it's crazy to me. Have they even had a title shot? Yes, yeah. They okay, they've had one, but they lost it, obviously. So they need to get another title shot if they have more wins. Okay, yeah, 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 okay. So that's why they've been at the back of the line for a little while. That makes sense. 
But the fact that they have more wins than like almost any other team in AEW and like they just haven't gotten that many title shots, it's just really weird. And I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not trying to add to that conversation at all. I'm just pointing it out. Um, oh, Dante me. Martin. We got something to add to that in a little bit here. Dante Martin, bro. Where is Dante Martin finding these people that he has these squash matches with? He finds all these random like dudes that are like basically ready to also be the same, not the same level, but they could be a member of a luchador tag team in AEW and they would fit in just fine. Like I, I don't get it, but (laughs) he finds these random dudes apparently because I'm, I've, I've never heard of action Andre. Has he been on AEW before? I don't think so. No, it's probably just some dude that Dante knows. You know what I mean? Like, Apparently Dante knows every luchador in the history of lucha. I mean, it makes sense to give him what he can do. Dude, by the way, Dante Martin just like flies. I don't know what he's doing. He somehow is getting higher with his jumps. I think. Like. Anyway, the yeah, nose dive to pick up the win, get that W, and then we had a uh, match number ten. We had the Dark Order. So the Dark Order likes to have like six man tag matches multiple times on Dark before they have like tag team matches on regular TV. It's funny. Um, but this was Alex Reynolds, John Silver, and our boy Preston Vance. Um, number 10 himself. He's still struggling ever since fucking jobbing out the Mox. I like, yeah, I know. I love, that literally went nowhere, unfortunately. But, you know, like, but, um, and then they we were going up against Private Party and the Blade instead of Matt Hardy, which normally they would tag with Matt Hardy or whatever. Mm-hmm. I liked that they tagged him up with, um, damn, Nick Bosau with a concussion. Oof. But anyway, um, yeah, add some intrigue. But anyway, so private, I like private party type teaming up with the blade. That's a good combo, um, especially because the blade doesn't really have much to do right now. Obviously, yeah. we talked about that for a little while. Blade's just in fucking limbo, man. They don't have anything for him or Butcher or anyone right now. Like, no, they just got nothing. HFOs are in are in limbo, but they'll get there. They'll get somewhere eventually. Um, and uh, I believe they. Um, how did this end? So I guess it was like a swing crucifix slam to pick up the victory. I have no idea what that even means. So um, I, I would have to rewatch the match. I know there was some weird combo move. I kind of tuned out toward the end of both of these shows um, because I was like in the middle of, of trying to figure out what was going on. But that's a that's a sick name for that move. I'll say that much. Um, Swinging crucifix slam. Hold on, let me pull this up really quick. Like, I, gotta, I gotta look at what this is. <laughs> what the hell is this move? Swinging crucifix slam. But yeah, so the Dark Order picked up the win in that match, obviously. Um, you want to go ahead and tell them what happened on actual Dark? There was a lot of crazy stuff on Dark 125 this week. Yeah, so we kick it off with our uh, our sixth pillar of AEW, and that's Sean Dean. Oh, shit! <laughs> no, but uh, I like what they're doing with Dean. I mean, perennial guy who lost a lot of matches now with 2021 or 2022 new year new me he's starting off with some wins uh he opens up the show with a victory over mr liam cross we then go on to anthony agogo versus baron black who is 0 and 45 and guess what 0 and 46 anthony yep. agogo i mean hey he's, he's the tower of london they treated baron black in a similar way to how they were treating sean dean like Two months ago, though, so I don't know what the plan is for a go-go, but we're seeing it something. There's gonna be maybe one of these tournaments or something, right? Possibly, I could see him winning the Owen. That'd be interesting. Yeah, so they're doing something there, and then someone who's cracked the top five rankings this week, Red Velvet, in the third match facing Shoelace Royal, 
and uh, Red Velvet looks Chalance great. Royale. I don't get yeah. this chick at all. I she sings, I guess. I know. <laughs> I saw someone call her shoelace, and it popped me. Can't lie. <laughs> you <laughs> also missed a Matt Hardy promo that was in there. Uh, yeah, Matt Hardy gets a promo with uh, I forget his name. Yeah, some interview. But he's talking about if he can beat the Dark Order. And they they, they teased like the title match that he was randomly yeah. going to potentially be given, which I thought was weird. Also, side note, Taz and Excalibur were the ta- the commentary team for this episode of Dark. Just those two. I liked that. It's a nice – dude, they're such a good duo, man. Um, yeah, Red Velvet looking good. Um, I'm very curious if they're going to run Vel- Red Velvet versus Jade. I'm starting to get that uh, – because we all know they had the real life heat. Possibly. I so. mean – Jade did not lose in the tournament, so that she's got to lose at some point. You know yeah. what I mean? So I'm curious if that's going to be Jade's first challenger, and especially since she cracked the the rankings. We fight. all know how they think, how they feel about the rankings and challengers. Uh, the Gun Club and a six man. We tag. had some ass boys. <laughs> boys. Uh, Billy Gunn wins with his famous sir. The DX crotch chop was in there. You name it, it was all in there. Okay, hold on a second. We had Billy Gunn solo th- like three dudes in this match. He's doing God's work. <laughs> I mean, I loved Play it, but it was just like, what the hell? Is this AEW that we're watching? What's going on here? Yeah, there's a, there's a Daniel Garcia promo. Just kind of hyping up his match for tomorrow night. Yep. He mentioned Sammy's vlog, which I thought was weird. Hey, man, vlog crew. Shout out the vlogs. Vlog crew! Speaking of the vlogs... Ty Conti and Anna Jay versus the Renegade Twins. I couldn't tell who was who, though. What the hell? Hey, Charlotte and Robin. Um, it looks like the Renegade Twins are going to be... Uh, I, I can see them coming back. On yeah, the, they've been they've been around a couple times. They've been in some singles matches. They're obviously going to bring them in. Potentially and when they have Chicken titles. Wing wins for the victory for Conti again. Yeah. So we love seeing that. Uh, again, another tag. So I, there's a lot of women's tags brewing too. Something else yeah. to keep an eye on. They're, they're, that's obviously a title they also want to do at some point. You know? Orange Cassidy versus another perennial loser, J.D. Drake of our wingman. Okay, there's so much to talk about with this match. Yeah. Uh, it was way too good, that it, it, again, that it ever had any right to be. J.D. Drake looked awesome in this, right? Not that I he's really, really great or anything. J.D. Drake over the past year. He looks great, man. He, he's yeah, done a lot he of looks, work on himself. He, he looked phenomenal in this match. It had a great pace to it for some reason. The two mysterious masked lucha men intrigued me. Yeah. I don't know who they were, but I like. I, I'm curious. Women. I don't know. I I have no idea. Maybe. Either way, uh, JD Drake, Orange Cassidy. This is. I'm sure this was fun for the crowd. I'm sure they enjoyed this. I would have. Fuck. You know. Yeah, it was good. Um, Cassidy wins with the orange punch to pick up the victory. Yeah, it all built to that, by the way. That was the the pace all built up to that orange punch, which I thought was great. And then we got my favorite of the show, oh. Mr. Dante Martin versus Aaron Solo. Lots of chirping from commentary, too, on this. Talking mm-hmm. about how do, you, how do you get out of that contract? I'm still looking into that. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Taz won't give that up. He's um, never going to give it up, bro. Uh, this is... Aaron Solo is so underrated, man. And this Dante is like one of those matches that shows that. And Dante can get a good match out of anyone at this young in his career. Now, yes. we're, we got some stuff that we're going to talk about on Dynamite about Dante, but whoa, good start to the week for him. Winning on uh, yes. Evolution and Dark. Quick Jade promo. And she's going to give uh, Sky a unique opportunity. 
She has to challenge yeah. if she can beat the Jade brand. They actually built some storylines into the singular episode of Dark, which I thought was good. Good Dark episode. Um, Eddie Kingston versus Joey Janela. Hey. Didn't know I wanted this match, but it was actually, when I thought about it on paper, after it popped up on my screen, I was like, actually, yeah. They let a lot of Dark matches get some length, too, and this is another one. Um, mm-hmm. Joey has become, like, the Dark MVP at this point. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, like if they just need somebody on dark yeah. to just wrestle against somebody who needs a win after losing some matches, yeah, just give just throw Joey in there, you know, like it's like I'm sure Charlotte loved this, loved seeing Eddie. Eddie's fucking huge over still. Um, couple great moments. He wins at the Northern Lights bomb to pick up the victory. Thunder Rosa versus an enhancement talent. Thunder Rosa looked great. Again, Thunder Rosa is number one on the rankings. Some more factory. Yeah. Um, Nick Camarado and QT Marshall. And yeah, dude, can I just say Nick Camarado looks fantastic just standing behind somebody while they hype while they hype him up. I just he looks great. <laughs> Will Hobbs, uh, powerhouse Hobbs, wins before the match really even starts. Um, yeah, <laughs> coming for those records. I wrote "damn" in my notes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like okay, let's go Hobbs. Our eleventh match was Daniel Garcia versus Fuego del Sol. Oddly enough, you got a Fuego del Squash in there, buddy. I, I don't know why I like like certain matches so much this was another one just, yeah dude no i Fuego's consider great. them like two guys that i just i could find myself rooting for no matter what i could see them chilling in the back and it was like yo fuego you want to just like fuck around and have like a really dumb and dumbly you know, good match i can't help but say this but whenever i see fuego i can't help but notice my god miro has been off tv for a long time since he beat the shit out of fuego true where the you hell is fuego miro miro's just in the white rooms by himself bro i think trapped. i think that he Did they put Miro in like a fucking mental hospital? Is that the gimmick? Is like, like so. what? Um, but <laughs> like, uh, Fuego de Sol refuses to let go of the Scorpion Deathlock. Sammy Guevara storms to the ring to make a save. So Fuego and Sammy again. That's kind of teeing up our main event on. And that uh, spot played into their match later, which I thought was really cool. Yep. So that played into that, and we liked it. Uh, again, it's a lot of stuff tying in. That's kind of why we like dark so much as they do make it a point that it actually matters that in records 12th match jade cargill for sky blue sky blue getting used a lot more lately yep noticing this huh um this is kind of what it was there there was a a moment where blue actually hit like a beautiful roundhouse kick yeah actually i would agree and yeah jade again Something I kept saying is Jade does these little moves that make her look like such a bigger star than other people because she's so much bigger than everyone. And one of them I want to point out was the fallaway slam. It's just a random move. It's just kind of just there. But when Jade does it, you're like, oh, my God, is that girl okay? Uh, <laughs> well, like it, it, there's a good okay, – so it's almost like a, like a good little math equation you can do. If the girl is just big enough to be able to like help her and like actually add to like the move and have to help out a little bit and also the person is still small enough to look intimidated by Jade's size, like – Yeah. It's just – it works so perfectly. Like I, w- I don't know if I'd want Jade versus Layla. I, I, I don't know if on paper I would have thought Jade versus Layla would have been as good as it was, right? Yep. Um, it turned out to be really good, but you did you, you didn't know that was gonna happen. You know what I mean? Like, I just um, saw someone posting uh, earlier. It's kind of back to the Daniel Garcia thing. They were talking about uh, daydreaming about 
Danny Garcia versus Mustafa Ali. It's like, oh my god, there's so many. That's what I was thinking too, because so that's like, there's so many possibilities that you could get out of Mustafa Ali signing with AEW if he does. And um, um, so these last two matches, they called them. So this was a TBS Championship elimination match, and then our main event, Jurassic Express versus the Factory, in an AEW World Tag Team Championship elimination match. It's a cool name to give it, just to say like, hey, if they win, you get a shot at the titles. It makes people yep. instantly care more about the match, even though we all know the result. Right? So, yeah. And this main event, Garrett, I... Well, I, you say that, but Sheeta got a title shot this way. Like, No, exactly. No, no. They can make it... They can flip it around. Yeah. Um, but Jurassic Express are going to be great champions. I have oh, this fantastic. feeling that this is going to be a special championship run. The first two matches they've had as champions are, were both fantastic. I mean, they really were. Can you and ask for? I just hope the writing gives them feuds good enough to counter how good this title run could be. Now, I feel I a little. I mean, I can't help it. I, I still feel a little annoyed at how the Lucha Bros title reign ended and how it went out. But I mean, that was not the best title reign AEW's ever had. I think a great championship run here for the young bucks or i mean the jurassic express could be beautiful and i really hope that yeah that it happens. could definitely make up for that for sure and yeah that was not our main event in our main event we had hangman adam page in the dark order first matt hardy isaiah cassidy and serpentico in a six-man tag team match oh by the way jungle boy drilled marshall with the canadian destroyer and luchasaurus connected the extinction to pick up the victory mm-hmm. but yes in our 14th match oh my god the world champion wrestling on dark, dude. This got me so excited. <laughs> Actually, so excited. And you know, it's kind of fun to put him with the Dark Order because shout out Preston Vance and Allen Angels. Um, it just it it elevates those guys. It really does. And this elevates Isaiah Cassidy. And you know what, Garrett? God damn it, son of a bitch! I'm gonna say it. Good for Serpentico. because you know what? This man's been getting the dog shit kicked out of him for a fucking <sighs> so long on dark. And to be in a match with the world champion, good for him. Good for him. That's all I got to say. Uh, Obviously, this was the main event. This was a long match. Um, I'm assuming they put this on after uh, Battle of the Belts. I think yeah, that's why this like was that. so long. Half of it was filmed before Battle of the Belts. Half of it, maybe only these last two matches after. Yeah, but, maybe. Possibly. Yeah, yeah this, this was awesome. Hangman Adam fucking Page was on AEW Dark. Did you have that in your bingo card? Because I don't think I did. No, the world champion showing so, up on good for on them. Dark, you know? This this kind of in a weird way. This is something I want to bring up, and uh, this kind of <laughs> no pun intended. This this helps elevate dark too because if people weren't watching it at all and they look, oh my god, Hangman had a match. You mean the same guy that his last three matches were all five star matches just had a match on AEW Dark? Like, dude, that's that is what I love about A, Hangman's wrestling, or Hangman's championship reign already, and B, just I, I love what Tony, how Tony treats Dark. Now, we're still waiting for CM Punk on it, right? <laughs> yeah. We technically had Daniel Bryan on it once, or Bryan Danielson, so let's see. We'll see I don't if- think Punk's going to do that. I think Punk's, I think, I don't think Punk is going to, 
There's going to be some kid. No, I'm t- I think he made his opinion about dark quite clear. I on, think what's, on what it's going to be is it's going to be a dark elevation match, and it's going to be in in Chicago where they don't have punk wrestling, and CM Punk's going to wrestle some Chicago kid that he knows. Oh yeah, because he's not been wrestling the last few weeks, so eventually they could they could get him to wrestle dark. They just probably haven't asked him since yeah. he's not been wrestling. It probably just doesn't line up correctly because he has to be in that town when they're taping. You know what I mean? Exactly. Which they're taping all the so, time, but you know. All right, uh, let's get into our main shows here. We got a lot of stuff we want to talk about during these. So yes, starting off with, excuse me, Dynamite. Show kicks off, and Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly, and Bobby Fish make their way to the ring. Story time with Adam Cole, baby. Mm-hmm. Just kind of a promo setting up uh, uh, the match for Friday, right? Unless there was something else that happened on Dynamite, but I believe this was mainly just setting up, kind of teasing the feud. They, they, this is when they introduced the big, being yeah, part the of big it. story of this is, and why I think they put this out first is kind of showing, hey, Britt is going to be joining these guys. Yeah, Britt's like a not official member of the elite, but now, she's at least tied up with Adam. So even if exactly. she's not with them after I whatever will say happens, this, I kind of hope they keep Britt separate in the sense of the Jamie storyline. I hope they don't yes. just abandon Jamie and Rebel. Uh, I mean, that storyline didn't really ever get off the ground, so I don't know if yeah, they'll go with it. I know. Dude. It's just, uh, we had it, you know. It could have been good. It's just I'm they never did. They didn't do anything with it, and then she didn't win the title. So, like. Yeah, so I'm curious to see what they're going to do with that. Um, maybe this is just a one-off facing Statlander, for all we know. Uh, it could be, yeah. But this could be a very crowded ring if those girls get out there, too. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. This would be a lot. 18 but. people on the outside. It's a fucking lumberjack match. <laughs> <laughs> But, I mean, yeah, just, uh, just a promo to kick off the show. It's first time in a – I would love to know how many Dynamites that it wasn't a match that kicked off the show. And we didn't get to a match for a little while. It went yeah. straight into a Wardlow pre-tape. Yeah, so um, – yeah, yeah, we go straight into – they say Steve Punk versus Wardlow, um, which we're pretty excited about. I mean, to be honest, I was – we've been saying for weeks Wardlow's going to face someone big and it's finally time. Which is kind well, this of was on Tony Khan's notebook from like back before uh, yeah. the pay per view. I mean, like, so you know, it makes sense. You know what I mean? Yeah, and uh, now we're kind of starting to say the same thing with a go go. I'm, I'm telling you guys, got to keep an eye out for him. That this is going to be what he's going to be doing. He's going to wrestle someone big. Um, but yeah, anything about this match uh, stick out to you? I know you kind of had some. Uh, I thought it was interesting that CM Punk basically would have lost to Wardlow, yeah. but. They had circumstances that prevented that from happening, which was MJF. So, like, that that, that that's good storytelling, in my opinion. Like, it, it makes it so that you don't – Wardlow didn't lose anything from this loss. He still dominated the entire match. CM Punk got lucky. You know what I mean? Like, um, it is a bit of an interesting question that you – CM Punk got, like, no offense in at all, pretty he much. He didn't, and I am so glad you brought that up. He was gonna. So, he was gonna lose, man. He really was. But they didn't have him lose for whatever reason. Probably because they want Punk to win the championship eventually. I think it's because they want his first loss to be technically to MJF. Okay, that makes sense. I'm still. I'm still thinking that. That makes way. sense to me, especially if MJF costs the. That the, is going to be something MJF says for fucking years. Oh yeah, I'm. I have the first one to ever beat CM Punk. You can write these. You can write the book right now. That's his, you know, except, you know, you know, when Baron Corbin retired Kurt Angle, 
we kind of grew. Oh yeah, he rode that forever. Exactly because it was good, and people got him legit heat because there's a lot of people that really like Kurt Angle, AJ Styles. I beat up John Cena. You know, what I mean, he rode that for months. Yeah, MJF is going to be the first one to beat CM Punk, and I, that is going to be a fucking great story. And Garrett, I think they're actually going to drag this out to fucking uh, Revolution. I think so. I think that'll be when we finally get MJF versus CM Punk. I mean, how many more weeks is it until Revolution? Like probably like six. So that means who else could he face? He could face both of the members of the of FTR, but they I mean, they they're gonna run out of matches eventually. Like oh yeah, yeah. I'm sure that last week or two it'll just be promos. But um oh yeah, yeah, man. I'm with you. I love the power bombs. I love the story into this, and we got to talk about it. After um, Punk gets the uh, the roll up, MJF is slapping Wardlow. Wardlow grabs that hand. The crowd is going nuts. Yeah. When Wardlow turns, he is going to be such a big babyface star that I hope they capitalize right away. Dude, I'm so excited for Wardlow versus MJF when that finally happens. Not this week, but the following week, we are in Wardlow's hometown, and they've been saying we are in Wardlow's hometown. Is that the turn? It might be. Wardlow goes off on his own, and that's the thing. Maybe that maybe MJF then loses to Punk because of that, and Punk goes on to win win the championship or something eventually. You know what I mean? Like, if the cards are played right, Wardlow could be the star of 2022 for AEW. So I'm saying, like, is if they have him go off and become, like, because if then MJF loses, right? Now he's 0-2 to start the year. MJF is furious. He, like, purposely, that would lead to him banishing Wardlow permanently, being like, you're done, there's no forgiveness, you know, like, whatever. And then that leads to that feud. MJF can then win that feud. I know Wardlow needs to win that probably. Like, cause like MJF can't be losing. He's still, it's like, you can't have him lose, but I also don't think he should win the title. Like right now, because of hangman's how over hangman is like, yeah, yeah. hangman's going to hold this thing for a few months now. If he, so it's like, what do you do? MJF really can't start off the year on like two losses. Can he like, but he can't start off the year on like, I mean, if he beats punk this early, then where, where do you go with punk? You know what I mean? Like, and just just bat over to someone else, right? Maybe but like, Cody. Oh yeah, maybe Malachi. maybe if Cody's still TNT champion, maybe that be his first title. I still he goes think after. Punk Andrade could be some money. I mean, there's plenty of options. Oh, I mean, there's plenty of matches you could have. I would like to see him. He said he was going to go after the title. He's got to make good on that, going after a world title or a, a title at some point. Like yeah, I mean, that could that could be double or nothing's main event. CM Punk versus uh, Hangman Adam Page. That's what I'm saying. So I think he can't lose to. He can't lose to MJF then, right? Like, because MJF wants to go after the title too. And if he beats Punk, he can definitely go after the title. So, yeah. Plenty of options. Um, well, yeah, we'll move into it. And then uh, pretty much after the, yeah, oh, we talked about that at the after the match. Commentary then goes to announce um, Hobbs will face Dante Martin after the break. Real quick, Spears is down there. And MJF's like, you all want it next week, CM Punk versus Sean Spears. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. That's going to be a good match anyway. And then next we have a match that both of us could have picked as our favorite. It's our favorite. It's our AEW guy. It came down very close to this in the Garcia match. Like I was like really, I was really into this match. Like Powerhouse Hobbs versus Dante Martin. I said it twice oh, already. Shit. Hobbs looked great. He did, week, man. Looks so much better than a CM Punk match. Oh yeah. This is the Hobbs when he faced Adam Page, I believe, like probably like 16 months ago. Maybe a year ago. Mm-hmm. Like, this is why they're pushing him. And 
Just a quick shout out to Hobbs for the guy that said he looks like Big E and he told him to like fuck off or shut up. Good yeah. for him. Good for him. I saw that on Twitter and it kind of made me laugh that Hobbs so, wasn't dealing with that shit. Warlow, in my opinion, looked a little slow, like he might need a little cardio work or something. Like maybe CM Punk was going a little faster than he was hoping for or something. Hobbs did not even miss a beat against one of the fastest moving guys in the company. You know, like I love this. I love this match. I love this feud. Uh, give me what I want. Dante Martin just looks phenomenal. They didn't forget about him, Charlie. They didn't um, forget about him. He just got a massive win. I mean, he's got to be at least in the top two or three. If he's not still at three, like he's got to be moving up in the rankings. Is Dante Martin going to get like a TNT or like a world title shot? I like, think there's a chance. And the closing segments of this match, um, Hobbs got onto the apron. Martin takes him out with a sidekick and both men rolled the apron. Starks is about to attack Martin, but Jay Lethal comes out of nowhere and takes Ricky Starks out. Hobbs gets distracted and Martin nails Hobbs with a nosedive and gets the three count for the win. So the, he, there was going to be some shenanigans to get Hobbs the win. There's more shenanigans to get Martin the win. All right, so I got a couple questions for you coming out of those out of the segments because they both tie together a little bit. Do these losses hurt? And I'm going to ask you about both Wardlow and Hobbs individually. Okay. We'll start with Wardlow because Hobbs is different, obviously. Do you think Wardlow, I mean, they obviously, he was so super dominant. I don't think he loses anything, right? He was the dominant force in that match. Correct. They always have him facing usually enhancement talent and taking care of business. Yeah. So he's fine. What do you think about Hobbs? Does this hurt Hobbs to lose so definitively to Dante in the middle of the ring like that? I would say no, and I think the reason for this is because it's a part of the story, and the story is going to be something bigger. And you can almost say that with Wardlow too. Wardlow to a, to a much better, bigger degree. See, Wardlow's story, losing to Punk the way he did in a way that we all knew he would win, plus you know Wardlow's thing is going to be the turn on MGF. That's the story there, right? So his yeah. his loss, no, you know. It's the Thanos thing. Oh, all that for a scrape of blood or whatever the hell. Basically, yeah. It doesn't hurt him. No one's going to notice. It doesn't matter. And with Hobbs, to a lesser degree, the match itself protects his loss, right? Because he looked good in it. I mean, he he had all kinds of moves. He had all kinds of – I mean, And I think we're setting something up here that goes beyond just Jay Lethal – Ricky Starks, Hobbs, you know. Oh, yeah, we got caught up. We didn't even mention that. Jay Lethal came in and made the save on, on Dante <laughs> So there's, there's something getting set up here. Jay Lethal is going to fe- uh, wrestle Ricky Starks next week, I believe. Yeah, for the um, uh, for that title, possibly. No, Garrett, this is what I want to ask. Dante Martin's okay. getting all these random partners weeks in, yes. week in and week out. Well, Leo Match was advertised for the graphic. I'm assuming he maybe didn't make the show. Hopefully he's all right. Maybe nothing. Hopefully nothing crazy happened. Is there some massive Dante Martin faction brewing? And I want to toss a couple of these names out at you. Okay. First two, brand new today. Dante Martin, Jay Lethal. We know Jay Lethal's been wrestling on Dark every other week. Every week, actually, until this week. Pretty much, yeah, actually, yeah. And Jay Lethal, Dante Martin, Leo Rush. We know that they still want them together. Darius Martin is returning soon. And we know that we've, they've been teasing that for months. That he's going to be Dante's partner when he comes back, no matter who yes. is with. Like that's four people. And then we we crack open the other side because they didn't have beef with these guys. 
There was no beef here between Matt. No, Seidel. it was just kind of a friendly feud. Yeah, like. And then let's let's Lee Moriarty. There was no beef there. That was just hey, you know what? You got a new partner. Let me get a new partner. Yeah. Maybe those two are, are getting good together. That's five. Matt Seidel. Vegas style. That's six. And then just for shits and giggles, since we already got one brother in there, uh, Darius Martin. Let's add Matt Mike Seidel. Is there a potential? Like the, all three? the flippy, the, all the flippy dudes fat faction. I, I mean, maybe like three to seven man faction forming a new pinnacle, a new elite, a new you name it. I the wait. Yeah, go ahead. I mean, possibly. I, I don't know if they would go that far with it. I could see them picking like a group of three or four like that. Okay, like I could see Seidel, maybe even as far as Seidel Moriarty, right? Like, I think that's where I could see it stopping because like, that's, there's so much, there's just so much to do there. Like, it's like the same problem as like the HFOs in the dark order, right? There's just so many people. You can only book like three or four of them on a show and still have space for other people, you know, like, okay. Um, so I think like, and that's why the dark order people will be like, it feels like the dark order is never on TV. If you were to just be a fan that watched, I bet that's how it feels. The thing is though, they're on all the time. It's just that they're, they're not all on all the time. And there's so many good people in the faction that you're just like, okay. So I could I would love for the, at least them have at least Jay Lethal, Darius, and um, Leo. I want that. I four think that's way. the most realistic option. But if you want to throw in Liam Moriarty as well, and possibly Matt Seidel, and even maybe Mike Seidel. I mean, like if you want to do try and do all that, the problem is a lot of these guys are injured a lot because of the style they wrestle. Well, that's why so. you could say Darius and Mike not right now, but you could almost do a five, right? Well, what yeah, like bring in Seidel and bring and, and in instead Lethal of right now, yeah. Yep, I so, mean, and then maybe you know, as it gets bigger with like how we've seen the elite, you know, randomly or the inner circle mm-hmm. with their one-offs, because you know. And by the way, I think that we'll see the Good Brothers again once Kenny's back. I think that's the only reason they haven't been there, to be honest with you. Yeah. Like, so I there is, if they were to debut, I mean, you know, now you got the House of Black brewing, because we know it's AEW when they do their factions good and it's real good. It gets exciting. Like when the inner circle was, that was five people. It is not out of the possibility that there's okay, like the ten man tag match that the elite had with with Danielson, like Hangman, or it wasn't even Hangman, Danielson, like, and all the like, Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus and like all the good guys, yeah. like that. Remember that eight man tag match that opened up a dynamite one week where they were all standing in the ring. That was a crazy match. It just opened up a dynamite. Like they can do that with so many factions now. And I think. There could be an endless opportunity. And like like you just saw, uh, actually, I, I was wrong. Jay Lethal was on Elevation this week. Um, he had Sonny Kiss with him. Yeah. I mean, like, maybe you don't get Matt and Seidel. Maybe you, maybe that, maybe that story, or Matt and Seidel, Matt and Lee. Maybe that story's over. Maybe it's Dante Martin, Jay Lethal, Leo Rush, and Sonny Kiss. That's why I was kind of saying, I, I, I wonder if Sonny Kiss will get tagged with somebody else. Because I don't know if that's a really a good fit. I mean, Sonny Kiss can high fly a little bit, but... That's not really. I don't think Sunny Kiss is thing. I think Sunny Kiss like has a very unique style. Yeah. Um, but if they're if they do form a trio of Dante Martin, Jay Lethal, and Leo Rush, I will lose my fucking mind. I'm sorry. Oh. I will lose my mind. Yeah, that'll be that'll be really good. Honestly, like so yeah. good. So, but but hey, I figured we tossed that out there. That that's worthy. Um, and I'm wanting them to combine the double jump moonsault or whatever it's called. The the what is it called? The nose dive. I want them, I want them to combine the nose dive. And uh, the lethal injection and call it lethal consequences. Um, yes. And then funny enough, the very next segment um, is an interview with Alex Marvez. And he, he's asking the inner circle how they feel of being named PW Insiders 2021 Faction of the Year. <laughs> so very funny, funny enough. 
Um, they're going la da 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 talking about Sammy Guevara taking out Danny Garcia. Eddie Kingston comes in. You know, we're just it's a slow it's a slow build to Jericho versus Kingston at Revolution. We all know it. It's okay. It's it. crazy because like I feel like Sammy Guevara carried the heavy. I mean, not that that Santana and Ortiz aren't fantastic, but I feel like Sammy Guevara was doing a lot of the heavy lifting for that faction. <laughs> like, yeah, man, I'm with you. Man. Maybe that's just my opinion. Put him over Cody clean. Fuck it, send it in. All right, fair enough. Out comes MGF, says they're interrupt their show. Hillbilly mouth. Oh, this was the Sean Spears segment. I jumped the gun earlier. My bad. Oh, true, true, true. This true, is where true. he talks about Sean Spears. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, and then we go to see Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly, Bobby Fish, and the Jacksons backstage. I don't know why I said Jacksons. Young Bucks. Cole says they whooped the best friend's asses over and over. It's silly to even talk about it. <laughs> Cole says that includes Statlander. And then Britt Baker comes out and says she would like to challenge her to a mixed tag next week. <clears throat> At the end of the show, we'll talk about all the yeah. matches next week. Next week's fucking loaded already. I'm very excited. My mute button's not working this week, bro. It's brutal. Huh. Your editing's going to be fun this week. All right. <laughs> um... Uh, we then go on to see Hangman Adam Page make his way to the ring, see a highlight package of him beating Danielson. He says the past two months he spent 90 minutes in the ring. He's the best in the world. Goes on to say this is a battle for the ultimate prize and most important thing in professional wrestling. 90 minutes isn't enough, and it's a new year, and the records have reset, and he needs a new challenge. Out comes Dan Lambert. Um, I I'm like I got really excited at the idea of Scorpio Sky or Ethan Page getting a title shot against the against Hangman. That was awesome. He's Although ha- trying to navigate commentary with Ethan and Adam Page, oh, I wonder if they're related. Like, <laughs> yeah, and Scorpio would have made so much sense to be next up. But that would have been think, great. I, that's there's still a possibility of that being a Revolution because I think they're gonna do what uh, this beforehand. Um, he says he's looking for a new challenger, and if Paige and Sky want a shot at the title, they can find themselves. But he doesn't want to hear it from a quote walking Facebook profile. Garrett, <laughs> I I was actually wheezing for a second there. <laughs> that really got me because it's so fucking true. Yeah, it is what Dan Lambert's character is. Basically, he summed it up entirely. Um, he says um, he admires Paige because he didn't take the Cody Rhodes route. So more of that. Um, well, we hear some music. Lance Archer returns. He's been out of action for a couple months. Yeah. Scares the shit out of Dan Lambert. I kind of forgot oh, that yeah. there must have been something there. It seems like they might te- – they're teasing that they made, he may like join American Top Team though, which is interesting. Yeah. I don't know if there's maybe something we missed like from earlier in 2021. It's possible that they were already teasing him being a yeah. part of that faction or something like – because it makes sense like because he has the connection to the Jap and Japan and all that. You know what I mean? So it makes sense that he's and he's a phenomenal athlete. He can do flippy stuff at that size. You know what I mean? Like, well, you he can try. Page anyway. with the chair and then listen to the top rope and blast Page the blackout onto the chair. So yeah. That's clearly who they're going to do as their next challenger. Um, that's a fantastic, by the way, win for, for Adam Page to get if he wins that match. Like, oh my gosh. Yeah. So this brings Just up continue um, to put Adam Page over. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, this brings up a couple things I want to mention to you, and I want to get your thoughts on. Okay. The AEW rankings. Lance Archer hasn't wrestled since October, and now he's getting a world title match. Do does having these rankings book yourself into a corner in the sense of you're always like, oh, I want to. Hangman literally said it in his promo. Let's get the rankings up there. Let's you know. I mean, the thing, it's nice, it's convenient that they just all reset. If they hadn't just reset, okay, there is no precedent for him getting a title match, but there's also no precedent for anyone getting a title match right now. The only reason they can get away with this right now is because of that. I agree that? with you, though. Okay. It's going to be more difficult to justify with the rankings why, in like why two or three months when there's lots of matches. 
Because, like, we'll, we get, like, what, five to ten matches, if not more, like, a week that we're going to guarantee to add to everybody. Like, everybody's rankings is going to go up by, like, at least one to three matches every week. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. so, it, like, which is why it's so crazy to me that there are people that had, like, 12 and nine as their record last year. Like, you only had 20, like, barely 30 matches last year. That's a lot, but it's not that many when you consider that you could have three to four matches every week and you would still only be on wrestling you'd still only be in like four segments like you know that was only like total like 30 minutes of total time on tv or something like that you know like yeah so because of how AEW works so like i don't know like it, i agree with you it's weird he was involved with the moxley storyline and the suzuki goon and that was kind of where we last saw him um yeah, his whole like build up that he was on got cut off by his injury you know what i mean like so, october 6th the page won the casino ladder uh, against um him so i guess that does add to some like hey he does he does have some beef in the eliminator tournament obviously that match was cut short yep and i, I imagine he was going to beat eddie kingston in that match too also you know okay so i mean hey it i would think to so um i think i mean i would think right like i don't think eddie yeah, kingston no, I, that match. Uh, I i think the story was setting up kingston moxley i think uh true actually yeah because they have that history maybe it depends like we don't know because like yeah, especially with know. the moxley having to step out it might have changed he might have actually but i guess he couldn't have changed that before i don't know it's weird things happen you know so many ways because of injuries here's what i will say and this is my reason why i think this is a good challenger okay we know there's no shot they're gonna have lance archer beat hangman no this is purely to make hangman look like a monster exactly this is only gonna boost hangman and look this will technically boost Lance for going for the match. Now, I don't think this is going to be at Revolution. I think this is going to probably be at Rampage in like two weeks. Charlie? You? I, I know we're talking about, about Lance Archer. I, I really could care less. I mean, I, it's going to be great, but I just looked ahead in the notes. And oh my God, am I excited about the next thing that happened. Oh, yes. and My yeah. fucking <laughs> boys getting a spotlight. Yes. Couldn't agree more. And... But yeah, um, other than that, I'm just trying to make sure there's not something else I'm missing from him. No, um, no. Lance Archer came out. He attacked and Dan, he has Dan a Lambert. He since August stuff. where he lost the uh, title to Hiroshi Tanahashi. So, so yeah. I think he's probably AEW for a little while, I would think. He yeah. could show up in Japan. I mean, Good for him, though. Know. This is a nice little return, and I'm glad to see him on TV. I like Archer. We then see Arn Anderson backstage with his son Brock alongside Lee Moriarty. No, wait. Lee Johnson, Lee, right? These notes say Lee Moriarty for some reason. Uh, Shoddy Lee. Yeah. yeah this is not, that was Shoddy Lee. I was like, huh. Arn says this is the horseman country. And there's too many Lee. There's like Matt Lee. There's Lee Moriarty. There's there's like a Matt Seidel with a Lee. It's, yeah. it's not good. Too many Matts and Lees. Whoever wrote this for Fightful fucked up. Uh, yeah, Shoddy Lee Johnson. Arn says this is horseman country. And Tully Blanchard comes in and says if he wants that feeling again, he needs to ditch the Deadwood. FTR, who joins Tully, suggests they face Brock and Lee next week, to which they agree. There was some more uh, some more slander going on here. It was so weird. They kind of teased a little bit of a Tully fucking team up with, with, with the Nightmare family, which kind of tracks because they're heelish now, you know what I mean? Like, But uh, Pinnacle mixing with the Nightmare family, only for the Pinnacle to turn in the end? I, I, yeah, no idea, but hey. I'm down with FTR. I'm down with those guys getting a spotlight against FTR because FTR wrestles everyone. They do not give a shit who you are. They will wrestle a match with you. And, and by that I mean they're not going to squash them in a minute and a half. No, they're gonna they're gonna give them a good match. They're gonna wrestle. Both, 
Because Brock can wrestle the old school style that his dad taught him. You know what I mean? Like, and that wrestlers that his dad got him trained by and he trained with taught him. And you have all the athleticism in the world in Shoddy Lee. So, like, they can work with that too. I just, it's going to be, that's going to be a great match. We then announced uh, Hikaru Shida versus Serena Deep. This feud's going to end in blood, Garrett. Uh, Sheeta makes her entrance, but is taken out by Deep, who goes right for Sheeta's knee. Deep continues the attack, nailing Sheeta's knee with a chair, and then the steel steps. Once Sheeta finally gets in the ring, Serena uses the ropes to lock up Sheeta's already damaged knee. Serena Deep rips off Sheeta's knee pad and slams it into the mat, and then locks up a submission, and the referee waves it off. So Serena Deep completes a complete fucking beatdown on her. I don't know where this is all going to head. Sheeta's just in limbo. Deep is in limbo. Lights out match. It has to be. It's going to be something like, like that, man. And it's going to be bloody. It's going to be great. I mean, yeah. It'll probably be on Revolution then. I mean... Unst- isn't that? Wouldn't that be the way to do this? Unsanctioned, whatever... Or, you know, maybe not lights out, because that's after the main event, right? Yeah. But unsanctioned but like maybe, match. Yeah. I I would think that's where this is headed. Like, a, a just like a... Like a, 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 a non, yeah, just like kind of like how um, the Young Bucks versus or not it, sorry uh, how Elite versus um, who was that they were against like that whole like giant TV match Inner they Circle, had. Inner Circle, I don't know. There's a couple of them. Maybe whichever one they lost. I think it was against the Inner That's Circle, friends. maybe or maybe no, I don't know. The one that they lost on the pay per view, I can't remember which one that one was, but or maybe it wasn't a pay per view, but pay per view like show anyway. Yeah. Anyway, it doesn't really matter. There was a match like that. It could be like that. Um, either way. Um, I mean, I, I, yeah, uh, so that it's like implied that it's like that, but it's not like actually like an unsanctioned, maybe that was against American top team. Um, I can't remember. Anyway, I don't remember. It doesn't matter. There was, there was some weird, they did some weird stuff with like extreme rules for a little bit or like whatever you want to call it, like the street fights for a little bit. Um, but I'm excited to see where that goes. Um, I don't really know. Like it's been it's been going on in the background for like months. So hopefully they resolve it at some point. You know. Yeah, I would love it. Um, this oh man, I'm so glad that they're actually doing other feuds now with these women. They're so talented. Yes. Um, AW officials came to check on her, but Deeb came right back with a kendo stick and continues the attack. <laughs> <laughs> um, we get back from the break. Matt Hardy's in the ring and he says he's sorry that Phoenix got hurt and they're in his hometown and he's, he's going to delete Penton and send him to be at the hospital with his brother. <laughs> Matt Hardy's just as innocuous as fuck. I love it. Yeah, that was great. Um, this was a shorter match, but... I think it accomplished what it needed to, right? Yeah, no, I think Matt Hardy just has to prove every now and then that he's just like he can still have like a good match with a lot of, like pretty much anybody, like because like he's not as fast as he used to be, but he could still like he did like a full ass like dive off the top rope in this match. I didn't think he could still do that. Like it's little things, man. I mean, <sighs> Penta, 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 Penta. Are we going to see a spark? Maybe a potential solo run with Penta? No, I was. I asked this question to you a couple of weeks ago. Is this going to spark a Penta solo run? You know, like I Penta's think... got phenomenal in-ring skills for a solo wrestler. He just doesn't always get to show it in his tag team wrestling because yep. he has a different style. I would like to see it, but that was not the story of this match. So let's. Uh, we'll follow that. I mean, we'll keep an eye on that. See what he does next week. Um. Correct me if I'm wrong, but. He hasn't. He hasn't wrestled Malachi. Was he in the feud with Malachi? 
Um, yes, he was. He got Pac Pac, yeah, Pac was kind of going back and forth with them, so they all kind of feuded with Malachi individually a little bit. It was like weird. It was like Malachi, Cody, Andrade, and yeah. and so all of them were mixed in like that little bit. So yeah, they all have heat. They all have heat with them, but like they just don't. Oh, um, Penta now. What if it's a tag Penta in the pay per view? That's what I'm thinking. Impact versus the House of Black. That's what I'm thinking because obviously you're not going to have, you know, obviously dude's going to be out for a while with that injury. You know what I mean? Like, um, so yeah, I would think it would be what it is because Pac, speaking of Pac, by the way, we'll get to Pac right after that. Like it all ties right segments. into this right here. After the match, Penta and Alex call for Malachi Black. The lights go out and Malachi appears. Malachi takes out Alex and then hits Penta with a super kick and tries to rip his mask off. So I guess I, I was just kind of curious. I don't know. I was jumping, a, jumping ahead of the segment if they'd wrestled before. Um, but the Varsity Blondes come down and make the save. <laughs> Garrison without a shirt. <laughs> I don't know why people run in the ring with those shirts. Makes me laugh. It is kind of silly. I'm like, what the fuck are they doing? <laughs> They're just sitting in the backstage like, I'm ready to wrestle. <laughs> Remember when, the man, when this Alex Emmerhead just showed up a couple weeks ago with no shirt? <laughs> what was he doing, man? Uh, I don't know, man. Maybe Alex Abrahantis gets around back there. Yeah, you don't the know. Yeah, Varsity Blondes make the save. Julia Hart tells him to stop. She doesn't want him to attack him. Hmm. The lights go out for a second time, and Brody, Brody, Brody fucking King appears, lays everyone out, and then he and Malachi pose. Garrett, the builds that Brody has, all the tattoos, this is fucking perfect. It looks like they have like a perfect in ring mix of styles, too. Like, I, oh, I love it so much, man. It's going to be really fun. Current PWG Tag Team Champions, House of Black, that is. Hey. So, yeah, that's that story's developing. I'm starting to think, I don't know. We'll see what they do. Um, do you think the two of them will be on the PWG show this year? Hey, they might. They might. Because they're both out there on the indies now, so they could do it. Yeah. Like, so, um, anyway. Statlander's backstage with Shivani, but Layla Hirsch interrupts and calls Statlander selfish. Red Velvet comes in, and pretty much they're just setting up their segment for Rampage, which we'll get into. Um, we have a quick um, quick match here, which I'm sure you're fond of. The acclaimed versus Bear Country. <sighs> but no, no, Buried Country. Yeah, Buried Country. Yeah, Bear Country. Uh, look, the story is the acclaimed. I think they, they're going to be getting the title match soon. Actually, they might lose next week. Never mind. But uh, the acclaimed <laughs> are fucking <laughs> The acclaimed are awesome, man. And They're so good, but they're probably not winning. It sucks. You know what I mean? I, like, it's unfortunate. Buried country uh, again. I would like to know the time on this, but I think it was maybe three minutes. They um see they, they almost hit their finishing move almost. They're in that spot that I fear for some of these dark talents, and that is you win on yes. dark, job out on the main show. That is oh, that's what Sean Dean's going to do. People think Sean Dean's about to get a push. No, he's just going to be an elevated enhancement talent. Yeah, they're, like, in that, they're in the scary spot that you don't want to be in, which Dante was in for a long time. Unfortunately for me, as much as I like him, that's where Anthony Green's probably going to land, you know? like Yeah. So hopefully um, I, would, I, would I, I would like to think that they could see more into somebody like Anthony Green, but it's a good possibility. You know what I mean? Some of the female talent that we're seeing, Notorious Mimi, Becca, the ones that we've named off today, they probably will end up in a spot like that. And it sucks because they're probably talented enough to be stars, but they just aren't seen that way by by the management, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, hey, that is that is what it is. It's setting up the uh, Sting-Darby Allen match. They, there's a little shenanigans after the match. Um, 
Sting nails Bones with a baseball bat and a scorpion death drop. They break his boombox. And so since they broke his boombox, they had to write a diss track on him that was on Rampage. Yes. Also, this acclaimed uh, Mike, like the, the rap segment, whatever you want to call it, I actually really enjoyed. Yeah, oh, 100%. Stank. Uh, <laughs> we then get a video package featuring Pac. It's a different perspective. Dude. And his vision has never been so cleared. And a card is. I, I now, I might be blinded, but now I see everything. He sounded like a freaking Game of Thrones he, character, dude. Pac is officially Daredevil. No, Pac has become freaking Kenshi from uh, uh, Mortal Kombat. The guy, the blind freaking swordsman. It's happening, dude. It is happening. Uh, bro, that is one of the greatest things I've ever seen a wrestler just pull out of nowhere. That was great. It was awesome. I love it. And I hope he wrestles blindfolded somehow. Agreed. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Hardy's backstage. He's pissed off. He's punching shit. He's breaking shit throwing stuff at his kids. Andrade comes in and tells Matt he needs to focus and hands him a water. <laughs> Andrade wants to make a deal that he and Matt back, head back to his office and Matt tells Isaiah Cassidy and Mark Ken to stay back. I love how Andrade in story is just backstage doing business with everybody. Literally, he's just, he's just stirring the pot. He's just is constantly making deals. He's the reason why MJF and the Pinnacle attacked somebody once. Like... It- and look, it's, like, it's different, right? People might be like, oh, they're wasting him. Look, here's the thing. You'll get used eventually. Yeah, like. exactly. It's just a different storyline. All Every single wrestler that's come to AEW that was from NXT or WWE or even Punk, every one of these guys has a different storyline going, and I love it. No one's doing the same thing. No one is doing the same thing, and that is my favorite part. Um, it's only believable if he has that dagger, though. He's got to be able to threaten him, but not fighting him. Any idea what Matt and Andrade could be, or is it just going to be some fucking? He's just going to borrow him to beat someone up. I would think it's just they're going to do the same thing they did. Like I don't think the Pinnacle is going to start. I think they just they borrow. He's using him right now to for some ends, and the HFOs will get something out of it, but okay. they won't. Andrade gets nothing out of this. Like that's the I see. I see what people are saying. It's just like yeah. he needs to get something out of all of this eventually. Like maybe eventually all this meddling gets him into a conversation for an opportunity. I don't know, but like um, he's gonna piss the wrong person off eventually. Obviously. I would love it if they did a thing where he's dealing business with Tony Khan, and there's like one quick, one quick camera shot of him backstage talking to Tony Khan, like walking. And then all of a sudden he gets a title shot at some point. You know, like you're just like oh, you could. <laughs> You could tie it back to that. You know yeah, what I mean? Um, uh, we talked about the main event. So, Art- Tony Khan heel turn, bro? Oh. Heel turn. He becomes McMahon. He hires oh, Andrade no. as his personal wrestler to beat up fucking Hangman Adam Page because oh, he's tired shit. of him. Oh, shit. All right. I mean, we just went through this this uh, card on Dynamite in a thumbs up, thumbs down world. This is fucking three thumbs up. Incredible oh, wrestling. Absolute incredible wrestling this week. I was not bored throughout the entirety of Dynamite. It's such an easy watch. Such an easy watch. All right, well, let's get over to Rampage, huh? Um, Hell yeah. We kick off with that uh, 18,000 people out in the ring, which we already talked about. Yep. Sean Spears with Wardlow versus Andrew Everett. Hey, shout out Andrew Everett, man. Good for him. Um, He was an impact for many years. He's just kind of a, a, a traveler right now. God damn it, we quit. We can't keep burying Thunder Rosa. She had a segment on TV that wasn't an actual segment, but there was a, there was a tease. I don't. All right, you know what? You know what? This is the time. This is the time to sneak it in. All right, we're burying her now too. Will she ever win anything, Charlie? Who is she? Will Thunder Rosa ever win anything important, or is she the female Eddie Kingston? 
She'll win. She'll win the AEW World Tag or World Championship, the women's. The women's world championship, yeah. Um Okay. I mean, I just don't buy it. They have not used her at all. We just we just, just skipped over her segment because it was so I actually small. don't even see it in here. Because sure it wasn't noticed, because it was literally like a little, se- like a small tease. It was like a little video segment, like they did for Wardlow. Okay, um, hey, but it was thanks for getting her. I I, I completely missed it. Um, yeah, but yeah, uh, Andrew Ever, real quick, twenty nine years old, uh, evolved for many years. Um, Impact. I remember this guy from Impact. Yeah. So hey, good for him. His joke is that he's seven foot four, and reality is like five eight. Yeah. So it's kind of it's it's a funny gimmick. Um, again, I don't. That kind of shocked me to see his name on there. They just threw it up on, on Dynamite. Like, hey, Andrew Everett's wrestling. I'm like, good for him. Spears beat him in like 0.2 seconds. Yeah. It was insane. Jobbed him out. But he got the graphic. That's good for him. Oh, yeah. Um, the Acclaimed as a video. It's a rap video about them rapping about Darby Allen and Sting. Um, goth phase. This was incredible. Yeah, I loved this. This was incredible. This, to me, put a whole... Max Caster can dance. This might sound dumb, but this put a whole nother light on the gimmick that the Acclaimed have. I'm sure some people are like, oh, you didn't know they actually rap? Here's the thing. I I, I didn't. I knew that they, they did the gimmick. Just like John Cena had the gimmick. I, that yeah. is, you know, when people are trying to hate on the Acclaimed, that's what they say. But, like, who cares? That gimmick was fucking awesome. Right? Like, I yeah, no, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed this. It was a good segment. It's it, it, it keeps them on TV without them having to have a match every time because their matches are kind of similar because unless you put them against different people all the time, which you don't want to waste a lot of those matches immediately because you know that they can be good. But, like, yeah, no, this was, it was good. It was good to have them in there, and it led right into a pretty decent match, and it, it, it spaced out the difference because you start off hot with Adam Cole versus Trent Brennan, and then you come back and you have that really quick match. You get the diss track, and then it comes back in with the trios match. It's just a, it's a good balance of stuff that they had in a row there, you know. Like, agreed, agreed, and yeah, uh, we get a six woman tag, which was very fun actually. Like, what the yeah. hell? This was awesome. So many matches this week had no business being as good as they were, but they just were. And you know? there's multiple storylines going on in this, like we've been talking about. Nyla Rose is beating the hell out of everyone. You got the Layla Hurst storyline. You got the Penelope Ford and Bunny storyline. Which I'm I'm becoming such a big fan of that duo, and I I did not think two months ago I'd be saying that. Two months ago, it felt like they were like dead in the water, stalling like their only women's heel tag, and they just kept they didn't know what to do with them. And now I'm like buying into what they're doing. I gotta point it out though. Red Velvet got the hot tag. Red Velvet looked good in this match. We kind of mentioned it earlier, Garrett. Do you think Red Velvet? Jade uh, Jade Cargill. Wow. Whoa. AEW Revolution. (laughs) I think it's a possibility. Um, I think that could be Jade's first title defense that she makes. Um, I don't know. We'll have to see. Maybe not her first title defense, but first pay-per-view defense. Well, first, yeah. Like, first time facing, like, a big star on a big stage. Because she'll defend against some enhancement talent probably in the next few weeks. But, I mean... I'm sure they'll throw her a rampage one against someone and... But yeah, I think Statlander got the win here. No, wrong, yeah, wrong. Tagged. Hold on, hold on. Never mind. The bunny pushes Hirsch into Statlander and rolled up Statlander for the win. So the yes. bunny, Penelope Ford, and Nala Rose get the victory. Whoa. Um, yeah. How about that? We got like four different stories in this match. <laughs> Literally. Nothing, nothing to do with titles. Uh, I mean, Red Velvet's maybe, maybe. But yeah, maybe, potentially. The second it title. just depends. Um, hey. Shout out that match. Um, Absolutely. The bunny? It did a lot. Yeah. 
Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page got a promo telling Cody Rhodes and Sammy Guevara they need to go fuck themselves and die in a hole. And then uh, Literally. Sky still wrote. <laughs> Literally, that's what they said. It's like I haven't been pinned. Don't believe me. Go check the segment. It's probably in Ethan Page's vlog. <laughs> Quote, unquote, Cody can go fuck himself. No. Um, yes. Talking, talking about how many days it's been since he's been pinned, which is why we both kind of thought the same thing. Like he was going to face Hangman, but maybe that's not the route. I love Ethan Page. I love Scorpio Sky. I want to see them go to the tag division. <laughs> Literally. Why have they not wrestled any tag like matches? Tag division, not- man. Like, these guys are great. They just, yeah. Um, anything to take Bro, we finally got some payoff to all the times that Ricky Stark talked shit on commentary on Rampage. Dude. Jay Lethal literally walked out. <laughs> walked out. Said he, he had to ask daddy for permission on about <laughs> This shit was great, man. Um, Mark Henry. Hey, Garrett. I don't know if you saw, but he's officially got a t-shirt now for this gimmick. It's time for the main event. Uh, I'm buying that fucking t-shirt, and I'm going to wear it. On, whenever we bring this show to fucking YouTube after fucking... We'll bring it to YouTube once we get a <laughs> thousand five stars on Spotify. There you go. And yeah. our first show, I'm going to be wearing Once we that. get our first Bills fan that puts themselves through a table that we that has our oh. podcast name on it. <laughs> Yes, uh, but yeah, like good point. We finally got the payoff. Um, during the interview, Cage mentioned uh, playing kazoos and how he he got a gimmick like that over. Imagine what he could do with the Jurassic Express. I need this. I need this to be a great tag title run. It's off to a good start. Off to a fucking great start. Yeah, yeah I agree. The Jurassic Express. Uh, they, they're doing very, very good stuff right now. Um, I I can't explain what it is about the Dark Order, but they can put, put against pretty much anybody, and it's going to work. You can take any combination of them, too. It's insane. Like, um, I kind of wish they'd put Silver and Preston together once and as a tag. I know this, Just to see how it would work, I right? know these guys have been the tag for like 15 years, and like they go way back, and yeah, yada, yada, yeah, yada. Like, but- Silver and Reynolds, obviously that's a tag team, but like... Maybe try out Preston. See, because you could do that sometimes on Dark, and that would be fun, you know? Yeah, Preston and Angels work great together. I got. I like the, I I like the idea that it's like here. 5 and 10, and one of them is literally twice the size of the other. It's great. Like I got something I want to see develop, and this match kind of – it didn't necessarily tease it. Uh, real quick, I'll talk about the match first. Um, overall, good match. Um, Silver got plenty of hot tags here. Um, my favorite combo in the ring was Silver and Jungle Boy. Probably to no one's surprise. Luchasaurus looked great, as always. Um, there was a Doomsday device that they were trying to go for, but Jungle Boy stops it. Um, the way that this match ends, uh, Jungle Boy hits Silver with a Huracarana, and then he goes into I- Evil Uno. Keep in mind. Jungle Boy then hits Reynolds with a Destroyer. Luchasaurus then pins Reynolds after hitting him with a Spear. Garrett... I think I'm ready for someone to turn on the Dark Order. You think – which member would you want to be the one we, to turn? We thought it would have been – remember they they had the feud of the Dark Order, you know, when they butted heads. That was great, and I'm glad that they've moved past that and they kept the faction together. I, I – it can't be Evil Uno again. No, because he, he – didn't, they didn't to be do 10. anything with it. They like they brought him back. So. I think this kind of just reminded me like there's there Dude, you know what? money. I'll tell you who it needs to be. It's simple. Order. No, it's simple, Charlie. 
They need he needs to rip off the mask. Fucking Preston Vance needs to turn on the yes, dark order. Ten, dude, let Ten be the guy. It's gonna be great. I think By the way, he looks great in the mask, but I want to see Preston Vance be Preston Vance. You know what I mean? He's, like he's a good looking guy, man. It's like when Andrade wore a mask. It's like, dude, that's a good looking guy. You know, let's let him roll, brother. Um, I mean, think about how many like T-shirts he could sell if he just like had a gimmick that was related to his body guyness. Like he's the body guy. Let him be the body guy. I would like to see Preston Vance turn on him. If it's not going to be him, make it five, dude. Alan Angels is great. I see. I I think they would have done it if it was going to be him. That's true because he got to his lowest point very recently yep. against Danielson. I think it know, they're so. not going to do it with Stu. It's not going to be Evil Uno. And I don't Stu think would be awesome. with, if John Silver leaves, that's going to actively hurt the Dark Order. Yeah, because they need a guy like Silver. Silver is a, like a lot of the Dark Orders. Like what gives it oomph is that is that guy. So, so let's see. Cole Cabana could make a convincing like, turn. Say, so the Dark Order. He's a pumpkin right now, though. So I don't know. May twenty fifth, twenty nineteen. It was Evil Uno and Stu Grayson starting it. December eighteenth, twenty nineteen. Reynolds and Silver joined. April twenty second, twenty twenty. Preston joins. He's the fifth member. And he was the first recruited after Mr. Brody Lee came there, too. Yeah. And then June 24th, 2020, Cole Cabana. July 29th, Anna J. Um, uh, Brody Lee Jr. After, you know, and, and Alan Angels, uh, June 9th. I think it's cool that he already knew he wanted his son to be in the Dark Order yeah, when he was one. that yeah, young. Yeah, I fucking love it, man. I love it. He knows he's a wrestler already. He knew he, so he, knew he was a wrestler already. You know, like, Yeah, so I think... He's, he's, he's more OG than a lot of them. Dude, how cool is it going to be in 10 years when we're still doing this podcast probably and like literally negative one is like the biggest star at AEW. Right? Negative one's leading the Dark Order as the new exalted one. You know what I mean? Like, oh, that'd be so cool. I don't know what they do. Out there in a Preston Vance style mask and a suit? Oh my god. Like, what if he got manipulated to join the House of Black? Or, something. or like something else, like some other faction, like the Pinnacle. Yeah, dude. So, yeah, uh, there's plenty of options. Um, all in all, yeah. I mean, I, <laughs> wrestling this week was nuts. Yeah, it was crazy. Thumbs up for me. How about you? Agreed. I would say it's a it's a, an overall thumbs up. This is the I, I the the shock. Like what the fuck? A face emoji that I used was all over my notes this week. Yeah, like, dude. Like it's so good, man. Um. Real quick, I'll hop into next week's card because we got a bunch of shit announced. Yeah. Um, Spears versus CM Punk. I say open the show with that. That'd be yeah, that'd be a good opener. Mixed tag match. Depends on how much time they're gonna give it. If it's gonna be short and MJF is gonna like get involved or something, then yeah. put it in the middle. Yeah, he doesn't need too much then. Um, mixed tag: Adam Cole and Doctor Britt Baker, DMD versus Orange Cassidy and Chris Statlander. That's what I want the show to open with, right there. Okay, okay, I'm down with that. The acclaimed have arrived versus Sting and Darby Allen. Main event. Why they got to lose though? Main event, right there. Yeah, actually, that'd be awesome. I agree. Cody Rhodes returns. I'm sure there'll be shenanigans with that. Hope you know. Glad Sammy Guevara is totally walking out during that segment. Obviously, glad to see Cody's back. Sky Blue versus Serena Deeb. We've been talking Sky Blues on TV more and more. Um. Yeah, that should be interesting. Serena will get a get a win there, probably. I'm guessing. Your boys, Lee, Lee Johnson and Brock Anderson versus FTR. So happy to see what they do with the FTR, dude. It's gonna be awesome. And then the debut, House of Black versus Varsity Blondes. That that might be your main event, actually. Honestly, like it could be. Like I'm thinking, 
Opening match, Spears versus Punk. Closing match, Acclaim versus Sting and Darby Allen. That's my prediction right now. So then, like, maybe the, the, the House of Black match somewhere in the middle or something? Yeah. Maybe, maybe that, you that throw that right after Spears and Punk. Ooh, that'd be kind of cool. Like, maybe if that goes a little bit shorter than, like, Cody maybe Rose returns at nine on the dot. He, he's, the, he's the nine o'clock return. Oh, yeah, for sure. Or he, yeah, okay. or he opens. Yeah, who knows? But, yeah. And then we'll get a bunch of announcements about Rampage probably on Dynamite, I'm guessing. Yeah, we got nothing for Rampage right now. So Okay, real that. quick. Uh, I'm going to set a uh, quick yes or no answer. Jane okay. Cargill re- wrestles on uh, Rampage this week. I think she defends her title on Rampage this okay. week. Okay, okay. And I'll give, I think she has to. I'll give one yeah. more. Um, Dante Martin on Rampage this week. I think it, I think they'll mention him on commentary with Ricky Starks. I don't think he'll actually be on it. Okay. Yeah, fun little stuff. So we'll see. Or he could walk out with Jay Lethal, like Jay Lethal. I think he yeah. could actually do that. That'd be kind of cool. But I don't so we'll see how all that plays out. But yeah, guys, uh, we had a good ninety-minute-plus show here. Well, that's that's when we get shows like this. Is how you know it's fucking. We've had information for days, and we've been ready yes. to fucking unload like the leeches we are. Exactly. The sacks of pillage. All right, but um, <laughs> yeah, guys. So the show's out Sunday night again. Um, check out, come back next Sunday, next Saturday, whenever. And I can't wait to talk more AEW next week. Garrett, any closing thoughts? Um, just that I'm, I'm just glad to be back. Um, I had to take a week off. I'm glad for, that you're for back. Reasons. I'm glad yeah. that you're back myself. Uh, I, I had to take a week off for some personal stuff and, uh, but I'm back now. AEW is out here flowing and we may not be the official, we may not be official AEW product, but we are still the best AEW-related podcast. Let's go! So, um, make sure you guys you know, share us around if you want us to get bigger. If you want us to uh, get a rise in the Levi's as a uh, old-school YouTuber I used to watch. It's time! Anyway, that's pretty much it. If you guys want uh, you know, to uh, find us on social media, like I said, you can find us at Bane Duke and at O'Charlie with an X instead of an A. And we'll see you guys next time. So, how long until Preston Vance gets jobbed out? It's a revolution, baby!